foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com standalone wrestling it's going to be coming to norwich connecticut definitely looking forward to debuting in connecticut it's our first time up there there's a kalisto meet and greet which you get to meet him and you get a front row that's 50 there's a front row for 30 and there's also a vip white glove upgrade which is a picture in the ring with our ring announcer and one standalone roster account which is 35 so we have all different prices and then we go down to a 20 dollar ga as well so again there's something for everybody as far as the price structure goes to work with a group called vet ticks where we give free tickets away to the vets and their families connecticut will be one well if you want to laugh you know the, the person who's in that family that likes comedy stuff is going to like that if you want to see john wayne murdoch and like some hardcore spots and you're into that type of thing you're going to get that you know if you want to see women's wrestling you're going to get some of that you know so a, a great mixture of you know seven to nine matches to give a value for everybody and then to also give them something that they want to come back and see again anybody that's in the connecticut area watching this go out and support this $20 GA ticket, $30 front row ticket, and you also have VIP upgrades. Check out the website. Check out the interview. Davey Richards. I see TJ Perkins, Marco Stunt. But you also have guys like Bob Backlund who's going to be there. If you're anywhere near the Norwich area on May 21st, you're going to want to check that out. Standalone Wrestling. Some one hell of a card. Marco Stunt on the card. You have Nyla Rose, John Silver. You've got Kalisto for the meet and greet. Kalisto. If you don't think kids are going to want to see this masked wrestler, get your your tickets early get the vip package get your photo your autographs line it up and let's knock this out of the park at pistol pizza norway 50 vip 30 front row 20 general admission check them out at foundation of wrestling.eventbrite.com or check out our recent interview with chad menace and go to that pistol pete show because if we don't pack out pistol pete's the chances of him coming back to this area very low and especially look at the quality of that card you got tjp matt Matt Tremont, John Wayne Murdoch, one of the up-and-comers on IWTV. And this is going to be an IWTV pay-per-view. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Right or die. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents AKA Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Traders Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. 
Welcome back for your daily dose of working fans daily content. We are brought to you by the Pro Wrestling Vault Volume 1, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as Yvonne Eric, Super Vows, and Pade Du, AO Money Meach, Camouflage, When the Deadbolt Breaks, Buzzard Canyon, The Great People Over at Connecticut People Records, our wrestling commentary home of New Heights Wrestling. And today we will be talking the Windy City Riot show that happened this past weekend as well as Battle of the Belts too. And we're going to start with Battle of the Belts too because this is shorter and much easier to cover. There were three matches. The first match was the AEW TNT title match between Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky. And this was a good enough match to kick it off. Overall, I thought this Battle of the Belts was slightly better than the first one, but I wasn't happy with the ending on this first match. Sammy Guevara beats Scorpio Sky, wins the title in 1254. I'm just not a fan of Sammy's character right now. What they're doing with him on TV to me feels like go away heat and I'm just not enjoying it. I'll give it time. We'll see where it goes. This was followed up by the ROH world title match between Jonathan Gresham and Dalton Castle. I enjoyed this match a lot better, but I'm also an older school, not older school, but I've liked ROH for a while. I like Jonathan Gresham as the current champion. Dalton Castle was a world champion for them. I wouldn't say the most obvious pick necessarily, but his run was cut short due to back injury and that really kind of cut his reign shorter than it could have been, but it made him a credible challenger and he was back with the boys on TNT, which I was kind of surprised about because I thought they were off doing their own thing now, but they were here for this and Gresham got the win in nine minutes and 34 seconds. This was great match. Gresham continuing on that run that he's had. And the main event of this event was Thunder Rosa defending her AEW Women's World title against Nyla Rose. Rosa got the win in 14.04 and kind of what I expected for that match. They built up Nyla as this good monster challenger, but I didn't necessarily think she was going to walk away with the title. Also on Saturday night was New Japan Pro Wrestling put on Windy City Riot. And the first match on that card, there was a dark tag team match, which must have been great in the arena with Rocky Romero and Wheeler Yuta defeating Kevin Knight and the DKC at 9.30. Yuta, since he's joined Blackpool, combat club has shown that tougher edge and i think he would i haven't seen much new japan strong i believe he was on there but he's a perfect fit for the system the match we got to kick off the pay-per-view was the factory of Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado, and QT Marshall taking on the LA Dojo of Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Yuyu Uemura. And this was kind of built as what was the better dojo, the factory or the LA Dojo, and getting a ton of heat with the fans. The factory of Solo, Camarado, and Marshall won in 11.56. It'll be interesting to see if this rivalry further plays out. I believe the next event is in Washington. This six-man tag match was followed up by a 10-man tag match with Alex Coughlin, Chris Dickinson, Fred Rosser, Josh Alexander, and Ren Narita taking on Team Filthy made up of Black Tiger, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, J.R. Kratos, and Royce Isaacs. This match was amazing seeing Dickinson back in the ring after a while, continuing Fred Rosser's rivalry with Tom 
Tom Lawler. Josh Alexander looked great in the ring. And obviously, Ren Narita still kind of making his way, learning his craft. Always good to see him in the ring. Danny Limelight and Royce Isaacs, former guests of the show, looking great in the ring. But in the end, Coglin Dickinson, Rosser, Alexander, and Narita got the win in 1350. This was followed by a New Japan Strong Openweight title match, Tom Lawler versus Yuji Nagata. These guys were already set to wrestle, and it wasn't set up as a title match. But Yuji Nagata gets in the ring, says, why don't we put the title on the line? And this was a good match with Tom Lawler getting the win in 1357. This card really kind of imitated a New Japan card over in Japan because following that strong openweight title match, we had a 12-man tag with the United Empire of Aaron Hanare, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis of Aussie Open with TJP taking on the Bullet Club of Chris Bay, Dot Gap. Gallows, El Fantasmo, Hikuleo, Carl Anderson, and newly joining member Scott Norton. Norton didn't do many spots in the ring. He, I mean, he's older. He didn't look great, but he did pull him off. And I'm saying he didn't look great. Like I would be in there in the ring at his age, which is ridiculous. But, you know, age, you kind of saw it on him. And you don't see this happen in the U.S. as much as you do in Japan, where they bring in people that are more legends to do spots. But, the United Empire, Hanare Okan, Cobb, Fletcher Davis, and TJP got the win in 1140, and I thought it was a competitive match. The Good Brothers, Hikaleo looking good in there. Chris Bay and El Fantasmo giving you your high-flying bits. This match was followed up by a wild six-man Chicago street fight match with Finn Juice, David Fidley, and Juice Robinson being joined by Brody King to take on the Mighty Don't Kneel of Jonah and Shane Hayes now and Bad Dude Tito. This match went 24-11. This was a wild, hard-hitting match. So many spots. This might have been my match of the night. This was followed by the US of J Open Challenge with Jay White taking on a uh, mystery challenger. You see Moxley come on the screen. They note that he's in the main event. Who could it be? And out comes Shota Umino, Shooter. And I haven't seen a lot of him since he was a young lion, so used to the black trunks, black boots. Now he's got more colorful gear. I guess he's been spending time in England, but he did not quite get the win with losing to Jay White in 1545. I was happy to see him back. This, I mean, this could have been match of the night because of the level of excitement I had for it. But, you know, it, it was a good, like, close to semi-main event match. Now the semi-main event had... Tomohiro Ishii taking on Minoru Suzuki. Hard-hitting match. These guys went back and forth. And Ishii got the win in 1846. After the match, Eddie Kingston comes out to confront Ishii and challenge him for the event in Washington, D.C. So I like how these events are setting up future events. And in the main event, you had John Moxley taking on Will Ospreay. This match was... The reason we bought the card and just a high profile match with Moxley defeating Osprey in 21-24. There was blood. There was action. Like my two matches of the night are the six man tag this and then Ishii Suzuki if you needed a one, two, three. This past weekend gave us a good amount of cards and, you know, we'll see what this week brings for us. As you know, tomorrow we're looking to cover the Monday night raw numbers on the daily content. Wednesday, we're looking at NXT numbers. Thursday, we're looking at Dynamite numbers. Friday, we'll look at the upcoming weekend's events, if there are any. Saturday, we'll 
talk a little New Heights Wrestling, get you familiar with the company that Dave and I do commentary for. And next Sunday will be this past week in wrestling. So hope you enjoyed this show and we will talk to you again next week. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast. Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 